It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here is your host, Inside Towers business editor, John Celentano. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This Tower Talks episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence, a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. It looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. For more information or to subscribe, visit insidetowers.com intelligence. Good topic today. Uh, we see it every day. The infrastructure business is becoming increasingly data intensive, especially with towers. Wood equipment is installed. Where is it on the tower? How much space is available for new equipment and cables? What's the condition of the equipment on the tower and the tower itself? All this data can be gathered with a tower climb. More and more, though, drones uh, make that task easier to perform. Once that data is captured, how is it stored and presented, and more importantly, analyzed? Data analytics is not a buzzword, but an important capability to support critical decision-making for planning, building, and maintaining wireless infrastructure like towers. Today, we're talking to Pointivo, a data analytics company. With me is uh, Jacob Garland, Chief Technology Officer, and Colin Blake, Director of Solutions Engineering. Jacob, Colin, welcome to Tower Talks. Hey, John. Great, great to be here. Uh, Jacob, give us a, a, a background on, on the company and, and how you got into the data analytics business. Yeah, absolutely. Just wanted to thank you, uh, John, for, for hosting us here today, talking a little bit about how we're revolutionizing the telecom industry. You know, Pointivo, a little background about Pointivo. We were founded in 2014 out of a research project at uh, Georgia Tech through the incubator program. Mm-hmm. Our uh, chief science officer uh, actually did his doctoral thesis um, that sort of was the uh, beginnings of our, our company. And really it was all about deriving structure from uh, just imagery and other unstructured data. Um, and, uh, you know, from this, we have a long history of creating digital twins, you know, long before uh, digital twins was, was, was a thing, you know, was a, was a buzzword, so to speak. Um, we've been deeply rooted in the wireless telecom industry uh, for a number of years, uh, we work with customers of all different sizes and stages, uh, from Fortune 500 companies to mom and pop tower owners to structural engineering firms, and they're all leveraging our platform to process you know thousands of towers uh, a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to, to level set the terminology, Jacob, but when we talk about digital twins, we mean a a digital or graphical representation of the, the tower and everything that's on a tower or how would you characterize that yeah that's a that's a great question John and honestly it's a it's a really um uh confusing subject sometimes because there's a lot of uh different definitions for the term digital twin depending on who you ask um you know for for us you know at, at pointivo we think of digital twin as something more than just uh, a simple pretty model you know, we're, we're human, right? Like we look at the world around us in 3D. Um, we're not looking at the world around us in the form of spreadsheets and things like that. Yeah. You know, so uh, the concept of going and flying a drone, creating a, a digital model is really valuable, right? It's, it provides a capability to 
you can do a lot of things with that model. You can do inspection. You could take simple measurements. Mm -hmm. um, you can look at it from different angles. But at Pointivo, we we think of it as as sort of that's sort of selling it short. Um, the digital twin concept for us really is where that meets uh, business needs and. Actually, it's it's an overlay of additional information that real it's real world business data, things like the inventory of equipment on a cell tower. It's really important to a tower owner. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the condition of that tower for inspection. Uh, it's how much space is in the compound that could be leased to another carrier or to another tenant. Uh, there's all this additional information uh, that can be gleaned from those those digital twins but then also it's it's about what is the information that you might not know in the form of artificial intelligence we we can leverage artificial intelligence to automate a lot of those manual tasks that would traditionally take somebody getting in a truck driving to a site yeah. getting out with a clipboard writing down information and just quite frankly just wasting a lot of of time and effort uh, extracting information that we could automate. I mean, this is very interesting. Um, so, so who, who are your main customers for this type of information and how, how do you work with them to, you know, gather it, dis disseminate it and, and figure out how to interpret it? Yeah, I'll take that one. Um, so this is uh, Colin Blake, and uh, you know we we got started in in the telecom industry. We kind of brought got brought in by one of our partners um, who was uh, beginning an engagement with uh, one of the nation's largest tower owners. And really, it was for them. It was all about understanding who was on the tower, whether they were in compliance with their leases, um, you know, what additional space was available on the tower. And basically matching up the contracts that they had with the equipment that was on the tower um, right. and, you know, deriving uh, business um, logic from that. So we obviously support that use case to this day. That is a big piece of what we do. But we've also taken, uh, you know, the digital twin concept and expanded it just beyond just inventory into engineering type applications. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, for example, one of the things that we've recently, uh, about a year ago, uh, come out with was what we believe is the, the industry's first uh, drone-based mount mapping, where we are taking the digital twin that we've created, uh, modeling all of the equipment that's installed on the mount system, but also all of the structural mount members themselves. Mm -hmm. And from that, you know, an engineering company is able to uh, do an engineering, a, a structural analysis uh, of that mount system. And we've continued to kind of innovate uh, beyond that. So we're now doing uh, telecom inspections along the lines of the TIA 222 mm -hmm. uh, uh, inspections. We're doing uh, tower um, uh, mappings as well, uh, compound mappings, et cetera. And so we're continuing to work with our customers, understand what their needs are, um, and roll these additional features out, all based on kind of the same core technology, the base digital twin, the analytics that we build on top of that, uh, building AI models and so forth. So you, do you get all this information like in, in one flight or, do, or does it require multiple flights to kind of build up a database over time? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So it's really a bit of both. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of information that we can glean from a single flight. So in the tower inventory use case or the mm-hmm. least compliance use case, mm-hmm. uh, it's really mostly about what is on the tower now, what has what does the lease say about what's allowed to be on the tower and comparing the two. And so just that initial flight uh, is sufficient. Similar with, uh, for example, uh, the the mount mapping use case, you're interested in the state of the tower as it exists today, so that you can plan out what it is you want it to look like tomorrow. Um, But there's also a lot of information to be gleaned from how the tower has changed over time. So in that lease uh, verification use case, contract compliance use case, um, you know, you can easily take a tower, uh, see what has changed, physically changed on it over time by comparing multiple scans of that tower uh, mm-hmm. and focusing just on those things that, that are different. And we've got automatic change detection built into uh, to our product. We can point out exactly that equipment that exists today but didn't exist at the previous scan and vice versa. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of benefit to being able to see what it looked like in the past and what it looks like today, and those same types of capabilities, um, you know, exist or are, are benefits for uh, doing inspections and so forth, so that you can monitor how the tower, uh, you know, health, uh, the structure of it, um, is is evolving over time. You know, John, I would I would also uh, add to that that you know if you think about um, you know, scan with a drone is essentially a capture of the state of that physical asset at a moment in time. Um, Then there's a lot of downstream use of just that one capture, Mm -hmm. just that one, one flight can provide a lot of information for a lot of different business units who may or may not have been involved in the original idea to scan it in the first place. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of like the sales and leasing departments, mm-hmm. you know, we get all the time, you know, there's, uh, you know, companies that are, you know, looking for to maximize the the revenue right. for a given physical asset. And oftentimes that comes down to a question of, can we put another carrier on this tower? Where could we put them? Is there enough space in the, in the compound? Is this, you know, encroaching on, you know, some property line or what have you? And, you know, if, if a company has really good records, then that's great. But like, oftentimes that's just in the form of PDFs or images that are locked away in like a shared drive somewhere and construction drawings are great, but you just can't beat getting eyes on something. And oftentimes it results in somebody going out in the field uh, to actually visit that structure to answer some questions. And with a digital twin, you can answer a lot of those questions from a desk as opposed to having to mobilize a crew to go answer answer those questions. And, and I would add, there's you know there's benefit. Uh, you you raise the point of you know being able to use that data for other purposes. We see that today, where you know a tower may have been scanned for the purposes of doing lease audits, but then the need arises to do amount mapping of that same tower Mm -hmm. that data already exists so we've got that in our system we may not have applied the analytics to it the first time around to do that mount mapping but we can and it it enables our customers to effectively get that information without needing to 
visit the site again. And so uh, I guess my point there is, is that the data that we're gathering through the drone flights and through our analytics is richer than the initial purpose for which it was intended. You know, it's interesting. We, we know that different tower companies have different lease agreements with their tenants. Some operate in what we call the holistic lease agreement where the tenant is allowed to add equipment or, or modify the equipment that's on a tower without additional charges where others have a more of an a la carte approach. So every time you go up and put a piece of equipment on the tower, you get charged a little extra. I would think this, this way of tracking what's on the tower gives uh, tower companies that have maybe holistic agreements, a, a picture of what's being put on their tower, not necessarily with, you know, with having them to track every item that goes up there um, within the terms of the agreement. So, uh, this is very interesting that it, it gives them that opportunity to, to know the loading on the tower, even though they, they're not uh, billing for every item that's going up there, right? So, very good. So, uh, we talk about a dig the, the digital transformation. Is this is this really what we're, we're referring to when we, we move from a manual way of um, assessing um, the status of a piece of infrastructure to a more digital form? And, um, or, or does that have other connotations? No, absolutely. Um, and you know, we see companies really in all uh, all different stages of adoption mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. digital transformation. Mm -hmm. You know, there are you know the small mom and pop shops that are right. literally literally using Excel spreadsheets to manage their assets, and then mm -hmm. there are enterprise organizations that you know have. Uh, you know, sophisticated um, internal database systems that, you know, multiple departments are utilizing as a system of record. Um, at the end of the day, though, you can maintain that stuff in a digital form, but that's not truly a digital transformation strategy. In our view, um, you know, as I was saying before, a digital twin is is really answering a lot of different questions that you may or may not even know to ask. Um, just in the form of the, the the way in which it's delivered, it's it's more natural in the way in which we perceive the world around us, and it connects that uh, that information in a way that is like hard to replicate in other ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, you know, one of the things that I, that I like to say is that that we're a digital twin is creating the conduit between that row and the spreadsheet. That effectively represents that physical asset it's the conduit between that row and the spreadsheet in the real world it's allowing right. you to essentially double click on that row and be able to like teleport yourself to that location or to be able to rewind the clock and see hey what did this asset look like six months ago and the process of digital transformation is how do you make that i mean that sounds great right it sounds magical it sounds like you know uh, pie in the sky to some people. This is real. <laughs> this is this is stuff that we can that we're doing every day doing for, for that, different right? for different companies. Yeah. But different people are at different stages of that digital mm -hmm. transformation, and so um, we uh, we essentially break down. Really, our the, the folks that we talk to fall into one mm -hmm. of four different stages. Uh, the first is R and D. Uh, the second is uh, early stage. The third is what we call scaling. And then the fourth being enterprise. 
R and D is like, um, you know, usually this is a, an organization that may have like one or two, uh, scouts, right. Like designated in the team that are going out and doing, uh, discovery, they're attending trade shows, they're learning, uh, what's technically feasible, right. In the early stage, um, stage of adoption, uh, this group is, you know, like a small innovation team has been formed. Uh, they may be doing some experimentation at this point. Like we tend to do lots of proof of concepts with organizations that are at this sort of stage. Um, they're kind of exploring at this point what uh, what's possible and how it might impact their business. You know, like what uh, what value could we get out of something mm-hmm. like this? Uh, the the next section, uh, the next stage is really where we start to see adoption truly taking place, uh, and that's in scaling, what we call scaling. And this is really where the value through these through the experimentation process, the value has been proven to the business. Um, you have internal uh, adoption in some key areas. You know, maybe it's like with a specific use case like mount mapping, or it may be a specific use case like lease verification. Um, but in scaling, you start to see the snowball effect as mm-hmm. people within the organization are now seeing this new intelligence. And then now there's it becomes the, the conversation kind of flips. You see people start saying, hey, where else could we use this information? How could we leverage this more? Um, it's kind of like the gateway drug <laughs> to, <laughs> to more digital, uh, to, to, uh, more analytics. Right. And, um, and this is really where we see digital strategy or digitization, uh, digital transformation strategy coming into play. Uh, and then the, the fourth and, and, uh, sort of final stage, if you will, is enterprise. And that's really where you see organization wide recognition of the value uh, there is a organization-wide digital strategy that is mature. We're seeing different business units um, benefiting from the analytics. And really, the, the shift in this mode is all about scalability and repeatability. How do we, how do we continue to do this? And it's just a well-oiled machine. Um, and, and really, what we hear from our customers in those stages are, man, this analytics is critical to our business now. Yeah. Like we imagine a world in which it didn't exist. Yeah, interesting. So, I mean, there are data analytics companies out there that are playing in the same space. And I'm like, what, what, is, what is it that's unique about Pointivo's platform or offering that, uh, that enables these customers to do some things that maybe nobody else is doing quite the way you are? I think there's, you know, there's a number of of different areas in which we differentiate ourselves. So obviously, we've talked a lot about the technology, uh, the AI analytics that we're building mm-hmm, on top mm-hmm. of the base digital twin. Um, but Pointivo really works with, uh, you know, customers through the journey of developing, uh, you know, their drone program, developing their digitization strategy. So Jacob talked about, you know, the progression from R and D through enterprise. We're really there to help, uh, you know, customers through that journey from helping to identify the right equipment and the right ways to go about building up their program from mm-hmm. the very beginning all the way through the enterprise and customizing 
you know, integrations between mm -hmm. our backend systems and the customers. So that's on the on the technology side of things. Um, but we're also, you know, through the through the services side of things, able to help our customers as well. So, for example, you know, somebody who's in that R and D or early stage uh, portion of their adoption, they may not be interested in learning to fly a drone necessarily uh, from day one. They understand that that might be somewhere that they want to get to, but. Mm -hmm. They want to understand the value of it before they kind of embark on that journey. And so we can help them with things through, uh, you know, providing uh, outsourced flights where we provide the flight services on their behalf. Um, and as they scale, we can and build out their own internal drone programs. We can continue to supplement, uh, you know, what they are doing uh, uh, internally with their own flights with our ability to provide flights for them um, and then, you know, ultimately help them to bring everything in house if that's ultimately the, you know, the way that they would like to go. And so I think, you know, one of the, uh, you know, kind of recap that it's really about meeting the customers where they are today mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. helping them through, uh, through that journey uh, of, of digitizing their assets um, and, uh, and transforming the business. Mm -hmm. So uh, just to be clear, the who owns the data that you're you we're talking about here? Yeah, that's a great a great question. It comes up frequently. So our customers own the data uh, that they capture, whether it's okay. them themselves capturing it or us capturing it on their behalf. It is their data. Gotcha. So just to be clear, also you you can go back and integrate data they might have had in spreadsheets or drawings, and that and and collated into a, a, a digital format in, in a database. Is that right? Yeah, ab absolutely. And, you know, that's something that, you know, as, as the, um, uh, as the, the customer kind of grows the use case and we grow the business with them, that can become more sophisticated, but it, you know, it can be something as simple as, you know, importing and exporting spreadsheets and that kind mm -hmm. of data mm -hmm. all the way to a full kind of enterprise level integration yeah. uh, where we're, you know, querying and writing uh, data to and from their, uh, their internal business systems. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, th this is great, uh, uh, fellows. Um, any, any, as we wrap up here, any sort of concluding thoughts or, or remarks you'd like to, to leave our listeners with uh, in terms of what you're doing and, and where you think this is going? I'll, I'll sort of part with a, with a story. So Colin and I, in uh, the middle of August, uh, this is many years ago, but um, we're in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, working with uh, a tower uh, tower climbing crew. We had gone out there essentially to, to shadow this team, um, and just really learn uh, about their sort of, uh, you know, get a firsthand look at their, mm -hmm. their daily processes, their daily work. And we were also planning to fly the tower that we were at, um, really to have uh, data to do like an ROI case study on drone capture data versus tower climbing. So we show up at the site and the gate is open to the compound and there's nobody there. Uh, we get out of the truck and we're immediately greeted by this guy running out from behind the one of the shelters. <laughs> Colin's laughing because he knows the story. Uh, he's swatting at his face and he's screaming something about hornets right in the back of this uh, 
this shelter and we quickly retreat from the area. We, uh, he's basically telling us that when he got there, the gate was open and the door to the compound was open and the keys were still in the door and we're all scratching our heads. And about this time, another, uh, field crew come like completely unplanned, a a totally different crew shows up behind us, gets out of the truck and says, Hey guys, you might want to watch out. There's a really bad hornet's nest. back here." <laughs> and, and, you know, of course the guy who was, you know, stung and his face is now swelling is, you know, yes, yeah, totally new information. Thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, so it turns out that, that this other crew had shown up earlier and had fled the scene and went to home oh, Depot wow. to get wasp spray. Anyway, I say all of that to say, we're standing in the middle of rural Indiana, all there to do work on the same tower. It's three different teams. We all flew in or drove great distances to be at this tower. And there's like multiple groups all getting different bits of data about the same physical asset uh, for different parties who are all going to use it in different ways. And I think it was right at that moment that I realized just how much time is spent trying to get basic information about the condition of a physical asset like this, like this cell tower. I mean, there are hours spent climbing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. taking pictures, measuring, organizing that stuff, mm-hmm. going back to the hotel, uploading it, mm-hmm. traveling. I mean, the list goes on. And this compound is one of thousands of different assets with different stakeholders and even at the best of days, you're left with a mediocre amount of information yep. and it's locked away in PDFs and construction drawings and shared drives and all this. And we know that there's a better way. So how can our listeners contact Pointivo for information on your on your services and, and data analytics capabilities that you offer? They can go to our uh, website at pointevo.com. Or they can reach out to our team uh, at team at pointevo.com and mm-hmm. uh, get back to them. Great. Well, Jacob, Colin, uh, thanks for joining us today. Really great talk. Uh, very interesting. And um, we know this is an evolving topic and we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And, uh, and maybe you can give us an update at some point down the stream. Um, and thanks to everyone who joined us on this conversation. Please stay tuned for the next ep- Tower Talks episode. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.